Saiwa Voice Studios presents The Outside World Part 6 Frank and Robbie The card agent Swain had given Madeline proved to be quite useful. Not only did it get her safely out of desk headquarters, it allowed her to easily access Arthur Lemire's address, which she entered into the chariot on which she was currently riding with Harland, itself an easy acquisition with agent-level clearance. They had rode it from Madame Connie's to Mount Royal Park, and were now on the Olmstead Trail, heading up the mountain. This guy live in a tree? Or are we just taking the scenic route? Funny guy, you really don't know Montreal, do you? I know parts of it. Chariots like this one are designed for RW tourists, so they move best through parks. We're headed to Beaver Lake, then back onto the streets through Cote d'Ange, and then to Upper Westmount, where Lemire lives. Why did you call him Robbie? What? I didn't. He may not be the real Lemire, but I just called him Lemire. Back at Madame Connie's, you called him Robbie. Robbie's his real name. At least that's what Safia called him. Oh, okay, look. I get you're under a lot of pressure right now, and maybe forget that I know next to nothing about you, but who the hell is Safia? Fair. I guess you should know, as it's bound to come up very soon, Safia is, or was, I hope, is still my sister. Madeline told Harlan all about her long-lost sister, and how a memory led her to where they are now both headed. He was so enthralled in the story she was telling that he didn't realize his pocket was once again ringing. Uh, are you gonna get that? I... Oh, shit! Frank! I had promised to report when I made contact with you. Uh, hello? Agent, we know you've met with Agent Bailey. Why did you not report? Sorry, Frank. I'm with her now. I guess I guess you could say that my debriefing isn't complete? Hi, Frank. It's Agent Bailey. And you can up your records to Madeline now. The Bailey cover was blown. Look, he didn't report because the debriefing isn't complete. We've just got to talk to one more person, then we'll have a full report that, if I'm right, will help us end the desk for good. Very interesting, agents. On the other end of the call at desk headquarters, Commander Swain now had all the information the tracking card she had planted on Madeline could only hint at, but not confirm. Very interesting, agents. We look forward to your report and transmission. Agent Roscoe. Yes, Commander! Your suspicions are correct. They know about Lemire and are headed to his residence now. How much do they know? Uncertain. Possibly just suspicion. Send your team. Activate surveillance on the residence. If Lemire divulges too much, terminate him. And the two rebels? Only on my order. I may, or Frank may, be able to salvage the situation. If we control our own rebellion, we can never lose. Best not to waste two true blue rebels we already control if we don't have to. Madeline and Harlan had arrived at their destination. While not exactly imposing, the place was nonetheless impressive. Okay, now remember what we planned. You really think it'll work? Do you have a better idea? Didn't think so. It should at least get us in the door. What if he's not home? Then we come back, I guess. Brilliant! Save me the snark, will you? Uh, can I help you? Arthur Lemire? 
Yes, and you are? We're here to interview you. Uh, for our student documentary on the history of the desk. What? I, I never agreed to an interview. And why are you here in person? I retired from the desk. I don't have to put up with pranks. Yes, you retired. An amazing feat, considering you were assassinated a couple of decades ago. What? If you don't leave my porch now, I'm calling the desk. You do that, Robbie. Uh, come in now. The man living as Arthur Lemire ushered Madeline and Harlan through the house into his kitchen. I'd offer you both a drink, but I'm not in the mood. What do you know? Only that the real Arthur Lemire was assassinated shortly before Cortez. But here you are, alive and well. Only it's not you. You were the original suspect in Lemire's murder, and now here you are, living his life. Well, you've got to do better than that. I've heard those conspiracy theories for years. They pop up, get buried, and people disappear. And I just go on living my life. The only reason you're in my study and not on some interrogation room right now is that you called me Robbie. So what do you know about Robbie? I know you're Robbie. I saw your picture on the news so long ago. You were friends with my sister, Safia. Okay, who wants a drink? Uh, whiskey if you got it. Just some OJ and a little vodka. I'll take a double bourbon for me. Let's go to my study. It's harder for the snipers to pick me off here. And they will take me out after I say what I'm going to say. Oh well, it's been a good run. But Safia's sister, that really hits home. I can't lie to Safia's sister. And who are you? Her brother? Nephew? I'm Harlan. I'm just kind of here. Safia said you couldn't have done the assassination. That it was a mistake. That you'd been promoted at the desk. Bless her soul. She's always did have more faith in me than I deserved. Yes, I did work for the desk. And yes, I was promoted. The assassination was my promotion. I killed a good man. And now I'm living out the life, the retirement he should have had. But the news report, you were the prime suspect. Indeed. That was the idea originally. They'd hunt me down, but I would evade capture somehow and do so for years. Be the boogeyman they needed to make their dreams a reality. But no one cared about some desk middle management type getting off. At least not enough for them to really take over. So they killed Cortez instead? So close, but so far. My friend who's just kind of here. The desk knew they needed an assassination. Arthur Lemire, with a real Lemire, caught wind of their plans and was going to expose them. He believed in the desk, but not those who would pervert its principles for their own gain. They killed him to shut him up and try to, forgive the pun, kill two birds with one stone and make his death the takeover assassination they had planned. It didn't work. Too much inside baseball. For it to work, they would need to outsource. Outsource the Cortez assassination? To who? Who do you think? To the plan? To the plan. To the plan? That doesn't make any sense. The plan is fighting against the desk's control. A control that became absolute after we were falsely blamed for the Cortez assassination. Harlan, he's right. In this one case, the public narrative is correct. The plan did kill Cortez. Only, they did so under the desk direction, even using their playbook. And I played along. But we told Frank where we were going. If the plan and the desk are working together... Then I'm a dead man. Yes, I know. Honestly, surprised they've taken so long. 
Oh no, wait. <sighs> Brilliant. My glass. Poison acted remotely. We had best get out of here as soon as possible. Tell Safia I'm sorry. Harlan, leave her phone. I'm leaving my car. We've got to get the freak out of here. Go where? I don't know. Meanwhile, back at desk headquarters, Commander Swain had finished listening to the audio recording from Lemire's house. Agent Roscoe, you now have authorization to terminate plan agents Madeline and Harlan as soon as possible. The Outside World is a radio drama produced by Cywell Voice Studios in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, featuring the voice talents of Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto. Featuring original music by Patrick Gardner and Ronnie Mizrahi. Radio play written by Jason C. McLean from a story by Jason C. McLean, Don McSweeney, and Leandra Pinto. Recorded by Patrick Gardner. Edited by Jerry Gabriel. Music is owned by the respective creators and sound effects are licensed under Creative Commons. Story and production copyright 2022 Silo Voice Studios. Follow us at Silo Voice Studios on Facebook. And at Silo Voice on Twitter. Support us at patreon.com slash Voice for exclusive content, merch, and more. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or at SiloVoice.com. Join us for part seven, The Mountain.